hello and welcome to Primates, a podcast about, well, primates. I'm your host, Hallie Hangen, and today I'm covering our closest relatives, the chimpanzees. It was once believed that what sets humans apart from apes and other primates was the ability to make and use tools, the cognitive abilities connected to tactical warfare, the presence of culture, and the ability of language. Language is a tricky one that I like to cover at some point, but certainly tool use, warfare, and elements of culture have been observed in chimpanzees. In a now famous letter to Jane Goodall, in response to her research findings that chimpanzees use tools, Lewis Leakey stated that, now we must redefine tool, redefine man, or accept chimpanzees as humans. Chimpanzees are easily one of the most recognizable primates, with their long arms, coarse black hair, and prominent facial features. Chimpanzees are great apes, the same category that we as humans fall into, and they're the most closely related primates to humans. The genomes of humans and chimpanzees are actually 98.6% identical, and while the most distant group of primates, the lemurs and lorises, split off evolutionary from the rest of the pack over 60 million years ago, Humans and chimpanzees separated into distinct species somewhere between 4 and 12 million years ago. As Lewis Leakey said, we really do have to redefine what it means to be human as we gather more information. Because chimpanzees are so closely related to us, we can use both a bottom-up approach, studying fossil primates and hominids, and a top-down approach, studying living primates, to piece together an evolutionary path and figure out what traits are unique to humans if tool use, culture, and warfare are not. Culture can be a really difficult concept to define. For some, it's a shared set of values, ideas, and rules. For some, it's traditions or ways of doing things that are socially transmitted, passed from generation to generation. And for some, it's simply the presence of differences between groups. Chimpanzees have all of these elements to some degree. There's a strict social hierarchy, and if you break the rules and try to step one toe out of line, there will be a price to pay. There are specific methods of tool use that are passed from parent to eager learning child, and there are ways of communicating and using tools that differ from the group of chimpanzees on the east side of the river to the group on the west side. There's a really cool in-depth study from the late 90s that compared an array of cultural behaviors and tool use across six separate chimpanzee populations and found that there was incredible diversity between the populations. Some of the behaviors included a rain dance observed in five out of six societies, using a leaf as a napkin to get food off their faces observed in three societies, and the aimed rock throw observed in four societies. Another characteristic that chimpanzees share that isn't necessarily cultural, but certainly contributes to the ability to create culture is a great capacity to remember individuals. Through both anecdotal evidence and cognition research, we now know that chimpanzees are capable of remembering the face of a family or tribe member, an old human caretaker, or even a previous chimpanzee acquaintance. Some individuals studied were even able to remember a face after 26 years. Another important and perhaps much less heartwarming characteristic of chimpanzees and chimpanzee societies is war. Lots of animals can be violent, and maybe placing the term war onto intergroup conflicts is a bit anthropomorphic, but just hear me out and you can decide what you think at the end. Chimpanzees are incredibly territorial and follow a strict social hierarchy. Typically, they live in what are called fission-fusion societies, where smaller groups will form and dissolve throughout the day or week, 
within a larger group of about 25 to 50 chimpanzees, although the largest group ever recorded was above 100. Once they reach sexual maturity, males stay with their natal group and vie for dominance as they get older, and females leave to join another group and find a mate. Males balance cooperating to defend the females in their group and turning against each other to gain power, and although the dominant male gets to mate the most, other subordinate males can sometimes attract females too. Across time, many examples of interpersonal and intergroup conflict, and even violence, have been observed in wild chimpanzees. And some situations have demonstrated tactics such as aimed object throwing, the use of border patrols and climbing to elevated terrain for reconnaissance, and organized raids into enemy territory. Perhaps the best example, however, is the Gombe Chimpanzee War, also referred to as the Four-Year War, which spanned 1974 to 1978. Gombe Stream National Park is located in northwestern Tanzania and was the chosen research site of Jane Goodall. First, a little background. In early studies of primates, subjects were often just numbered, but Goodall was a big proponent of naming subjects and groups. The practice of naming, rather than numbering, and really getting to know their characteristics instead of creating too much distance from the researcher, is also really common in Japanese primatology, a school of thought that's famous for long-term studies and a focus on individuals. The Gombe Chimpanzee War began with a tribe called Kasakela, with 14 adult males. In Goodall's early research, she observed border patrols in the occasional raid, but these were typically targeting females and infants, as males from different groups tend to avoid direct physical contact and typically duke it out by screaming at each other. Over time, researchers began to notice that six of the Kasakela males were spending most of their time in the southern region of the group's territory, splitting the tribe into the northern subgroup, led by alpha male Mike, although within a year another male, Fegan, rose to power and ousted Mike, and the southern subgroup, led by brothers Hugo and Charlie. Hugo and Charlie, who were described by researchers as fearless, made the occasional foray into the northern subgroup's territory, but the two groups continued to split, settling into two distinct tribes, Kasakela in the north and Kahama in the south. But things were generally peaceful for a couple of years. The first major violent event occurred early in 1974. Here's a quote from Discover magazine. The first blood was drawn by a war party of six Kasakela males who ambushed Godi, a southern male, as he was eating fruit from a tree. The northerners approached silently. Godi was not aware of their presence until it was too late. He jumped down and ran with the Kasakela males on his heels. A chimp grabbed Godi's leg and threw him to the ground. The other five caught up, then bit, pounded, and stamped on Godi while he was pinned to the ground. After ten minutes of the whirling tornado of screeching chimps, the northerners left, leaving Godi on the forest floor to die from his injuries. Wow. Very intense. More Kahama males were ambushed and killed by Kasakela males throughout the next few years, much to the fascination and horror of the onlooking researchers. Some of the males targeted were even formerly high-ranking males back when the groups were united. In total, there were seven Kahama males killed, and three who went missing and were presumed dead, as well as one Kasakela male. Every single original separatist male who went on to form the southern Kahama tribe, and all the others who had later joined them, were systematically hunted down, ambushed, and killed by groups of three to six Kasakela males. Some of them were even disemboweled or castrated. It's practically Game of Thrones out here. 
researchers are still analyzing data from this time period to figure out why such a long period of animosity and violent attacks would have occurred. It could have been the result of a well-loved senior male called Leakey dying in 1970, thus severing the main bridge between the two factions and encouraging them to start splitting apart. Or it could have been the fierce personalities of the Kahama leaders, Hugo and Charlie, or any number of other factors. Researchers are also trying to figure out exactly what this means for the qualities of human nature. If our closest animal relatives can show such complexity in behavior and a clear dark side, that only complicates our own discussions of morality and good and evil. Thanks for tuning in to learn all about chimpanzees and this fascinating Gombe chimpanzee war. If you want to see some fun photos of chimpanzees, you can head over to my Instagram at the.primates.podcast. And if you want to know more about this species, take a look at the show notes on my website, primatespodcast.weebly.com forward slash. I'd also highly recommend the Netflix docuseries Chimp Empire for an easy to digest and fascinating look into a war that's brewing in the Ngogo chimpanzee populations of Uganda. I look forward to seeing you all next week for a new exciting species, and until then, stay curious.